0: All right, well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Lottie Dottie, ladies, gentlemen, saints of God, Amen, brothers, sisters, amen. We thank God this morning, prayer warriors, intercessors, gatekeepers, amen, amen, amen. Students of the word this morning, pastors, ministers, evangelists, prophets, whoever's out there this morning, we thank God this morning for another day that the Lord has made that we come together to rejoice. And to be glad in it, to learn, to grow, amen, to be able to wash and regenerate and renew our minds by the word of God. As we come to the Lord this morning to reason together with him this morning, even though we know our sins be red like scarlet this morning, but we know God will wash them white as snow because the blood of Jesus still has power to wash away sins and to cleanse us of all our unrighteousness. And we thank God this morning that we choose to be willing and obedient, that we might eat the good of the land this morning, as we work toward building that future of optimal overall wellness this morning. And we thank you. We cannot do it successfully without understanding the revelations of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So as God reveals to us this morning through the word, we just thank the Lord this morning that we are considered blessed this morning in the city, in the field, getting up, laying down in every possible way this morning. We thank God for all of his benefits this morning. We don't forget any of them. He loaded us down daily with them, and so we give him praise, Lord, and honor this morning for the things that he's done and doing and promised to do. So, Father, as we come in this awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this morning, Lord God, we come this morning, acknowledging that you are God and beside you there is no other. And so, as we pray this morning, Lord God, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Now, Holy Spirit, have your way this morning. You be the teacher. Speak through us this morning. Bring back to our remembrance what we have studied. We thank you this for this morning for the word of the lord that went forth yesterday we thank and praise you for all the brothers and sisters that are on the line this early this morning amen to seek your face on this monday morning february the 28th we just give you praise going on it's still another day lord that you made and we're together this morning in unity Lord God, to seek your face together this morning in the spirit of unity until we all come into the, 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 the knowledge of the of who you are, Lord God. We just give you praise, Lord, and honor for it now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Amen. Again, this is Pastors Lester and Sharon Hayes here this morning. Welcome and greet all of you this morning to the Creating a Prayer Culture for God. Amen. You early risers this morning. As we open up and prepare to go into God's Word this morning, amen, on this Monday morning, we're talking about, you know, Creating a Prayer Culture for God, and our subject still is the proof that one really loves God. And and we're on, uh, I think it's test number three now, you know, that talks about, you know, being marked by his righteousness and his love, amen, labeled as the church of God, the children of God, the peacemakers, you can just go on and on and on. And this uh, proof is, is based on what is written in the word, amen, for our learning. And we're in the first book of John chapter three, amen. And we've been dealing with verse 14, Amen. And so we're going to kind of just by way of review touch on 14 and move right on through. Amen. To Amen. Where we're going to pick up our study uh, this morning. Amen. And so uh, verse 14. Amen. In the text this morning it says, uh, We know that we have passed from death into life. Amen. Because we love the brethren. And he that loveth not his brother abideth not amen, in death, amen, and so we know that this is talking about love is the proof that a son has passed from death to life, you know, has been saved for the, uh, from the condemnation of death, death is a condemnation, amen, you know, and, and so we've been saved from that as sons, as we receive Jesus Christ, as the scripture tells us in the book of uh, John, the first chapter, verse 12, the King James Bible it tells us as many as received him to them, gave he the power to become the sons of God. And so we know that God's son, a man was redeemed, Amen, man and, and, and reconciled back to the father. Remember, now, he was fully man when he was on earth. Amen, and so he, he he passed the earthly test. Amen. So he did not he did not die because of sin, because he was sinless. There was no sin in him. There was no wages of death for him. But what he did, amen, he died to his own will and accepted the bitter cup, which was the will of the Father. And so he's saying that we have to die that same death in order to become children of God. You know, it's 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 a, it's like a a, a spiritual death. Because Jesus died the physical death so that we could die the spiritual death by believing in his death, burial and resurrection, the finished work that he did. So we don't have to. So therefore, if any man be in Christ, there is no condemnation to those who be in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, trying to gratify the deeds of the flesh, you know, but after the things of the spirit. Amen. Because you have to remember now the spirit of truth came when Jesus finished and the crucifixion was over the death was over the burial was over the resurrection took place and now he was glorified but he didn't leave us confidence he sent us a helper the paracletos a wonderful counselor someone to be with us to walk alongside of us you know or you know so that he could continue to be present with us you know emmanuel you know the holy spirit you know comes alongside of us as we need him to always constantly there teaching us things that we don't know, bringing back to our remembrance things. And they're spiritual things. And so when he baptizes us and he comes and lives inside of us, it's to give us the ability to discern the things that are spiritual. You know, renew our minds, renew everything about us so that we can discern, we can spiritually discern because he's there to help us to be able to spiritually discern things that was, things that are, and things that are to be before they ever happen. You know, and so that's the benefit. And I love in this verse where it deals with the, the, the we right off the bat there in verse 14. that We dealt with so extensively on the other day and we're going to continue to milk. It. I love that word right there, because as John is writing this, he's including himself and he's also including uh, his brother and other disciples. And there may have been other people besides the original th- uh, disciples. You know that we is very you know it's 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 bigger than just we you know, it's talking about others that had came to Christ, others that he had chosen, as we went over the other day. And it says we are like you know, uh, John, uh, as we're gathering together this morning, we are we are kind of like a a, a we remnant here of people, you know, it's this handful of us this morning, so we can say we we came together this morning. So John is saying that we you know know that he has passed from death to life you know he's talking to them he's letting them know he's enlightening them you know because they probably just thought okay we just following him because he walked along the seashore and told us to pick up our cross and follow him but they probably didn't understand if they have stayed where they were at without christ without his teaching without learning that he came to seek and to say that which was lost they probably would have figured we good people we good fishermen we're not lost what do you mean we lost But see, they couldn't discern it then spiritually. But see, John got the revelation, so he's writing it down to show us how they had to learn it. And now it was left for us written down so that we could learn it. See, he ain't teaching them one thing and then teaching us something different. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. It was written for our learning. They had it coming fresh, as I may use this metaphor, from the horse's mouth, right, right out of John's mouth as it's going down. They're right there partaking of it. We're here now partaking of it, and the Lord is with us. He's just not physically with us; he's spiritually with us. But it's the same message to them, just like it is to us, you know. And so, so John is is referring to here when he says, "We, John, the beloved disciple, son of Zebedee, Jesus Christ, you know, one of his first disciples." Uh, also, James, his brother, and there were other disciples present. No doubt, there were others in the crowd looking on and listening to the message. You know, we 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 went through the whole book of John, all twenty-one chapters, and we saw over and over again who was the makeup, the, the demographics of every crowd everywhere Jesus went. There was some that accepted, some was converted, and some walked away and rejected. So this is still the same crowd in the midst of it. Now his disciples had grown, his followers had grown. Before there were just people following no along, you know, staying back because they didn't want to upset the the priests, the the, the priests, the the fat the, Pharisee, the pharisees. Remember that was always a challenge and opposition. They wanted to see who was out there following him. They had spies in the group. So everybody that was following him wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of being nosed. Had a nosy spirit. They wanted to know what was going on. And they were too afraid, you know, to, to be associated with him. But thank God that when John addresses the ones he addresses primarily, the first partakers, the one that he had called as he was walking along the sea, they were there. They were following him now. They were beginning to, to learn some things, that, you know, cha- some things were changing. They understood now that we've been called to follow him. Some people think sometimes it's just, you know, you just do it, you know, habitually. No, when God called you to follow him, it's, it's, it's better, as Peter said, to obey God than to obey man, you know? And so we see them following him because they've been called. Remember now, many are called, but few are chosen. You know, broad is the way, but straight and narrow is the gate. Many shall come there too, but only a few shall enter therein. It's only a few in this group of we right here that was really following him as his disciples. Others were yet to be converted, but they would be. Some more would be converted as Jesus continued to go about establishing His Father's kingdom. And as you remember now, even when the disciples began to share what they had seen, observed, and learned, man, we 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 find record after record where there was three thousand added one day, five thousand added one day, ten thousand added one day. Well, after Jesus had been glorified and sent the Holy Spirit, but it was the same message, and that we group grew so big it grew. God added and gave increase, you know, that seed that he had planted in them, it produced more of them, and the group grew, and they went out now, and guess what, through their word, through their testimony, others believed, and they grew, you know, isn't that what Jesus prayed for in the book of John chapter 17, he prayed for that we group, he prayed for those first disciples, you know, and so he goes on, you know, to say there in The book of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 18 and 19 and 22 of the King James Bible. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers and he saith unto them follow me there it is call them to follow him and i will make you fishers of men and they immediately left the ship and their father and fa- followed him you know now we went over this first quite extensively the father was you know Zebedee, you know we know who he was a gift from god a fisherman a father who had raised up his sons because he called them sons of thunder you know they wanted to be with the lord man and sit in high places and jesus said you don't know, you do know, you know what you are saying you you can't bear this cup you know not not now anyway i got you got to learn you got to really learn and examine what it is that you're saying you know you know, and so these were Zebedee's two sons, amen, and so they wanted, they wanted to follow him, though, and this, this, uh, it's kind of, Zebedee is kind of mentioned a few times uh, in the Bible over in the book of Matthew chapter 4, verses 21 through 22 of the King James Bible, and over in the book of Mark chapter 1, verse 19 to 20 of the King James Bible, uh, he's there, just in case you want to go and take a look and see if he's even in the Bible, a gift from God. Is 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 uh, what his name means according to the Bible. Uh, over in the book of, um, you know, James, Amen. Uh, the third chapter, verse seventeen, the King James Bible says this: "And James, the son of Zebedee." So there is there is John's brother right there, one of the sons of thunder, and John, okay, the brother of James. So it, it, it scripture now bears record to those, those two sons, and he surnamed them. Bo Nagus, Neg- which is the Sons of Thunder. Okay, so that's what Dad named them. I tell you, man, I wish more father would name their sons, man. You know, names that make sense. You know, some of these names that we we see some of these kids, man, and and what people don't understand, you just grabbing names from places, man, and putting it on your children. And then when they go out here, man, and encounter other young kids and they hear their name, they make fun of them. They bully them. Who named you that? You know, some of them call, you name them a name and never call them by the name, call them everything but the name they named them. Mm-hmm. You know, met a young man, man, down in Florida the other week. His name was Malachi. Was, was, uh, yeah, Malachi. I was like, wow, man, you blessed. I said, what, how was it? He said, man, I feel like I'm in paradise. I said, boy, you got the right language there. Amen to God be the glory. Amen. I was, I was happy. I said, boy, his mom and dad and them did him some justice you know but in the book of luke chapter 9 verse 54 56 of the king james bible verses 54 50 and 56 of the king james bible says this now and when his disciples james and john saw this now there's a part of that we group so they're starting to see some things i said when they saw this so both of them are seeing the same thing so let's take a look at it and they said they said lord wilt thou We uh, we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did. For the son of man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. So now you're beginning to see them following the Lord. And and now they're, they're beginning to be prepared to fish for men. Now look at the way they want to do it. That ain't God's way. Jesus said, "I came to seek and to say that which was lost." And so, when I free you, it's so that you can free others. Not burn them up, not wish they were dead, not condemn them as the prophet Elias them did. Y'all, y'all know too much about your history, but you don't really understand the context of the history. You don't understand why they did what they did. So you just speaking that, like a lot of folks, they don't, they don't never take the time to learn why. Pastor, Sharon. they don't ever take the time to get understanding. They just want the wisdom and the knowledge so they can kind of use it to condemn folks. When he said, there is therefore now no condemnation. We see the spirit of condemnation on Zebedee's Jebe- on, on sons of thunder. That's why they sons of thunder. they ready to burn somebody up, man. Yeah. They're ready to walk in and operate in power that they really don't have. They don't even understand. Mm-hmm. And this is what the Lord meant about that cup. <laughs> that you sure you want to drink this cup? You sure you want to sit with me in those places? Because I did not come to be served, but I came to serve. Mm-hmm. And he who serves is going to be the greatest in my kingdom. You know, they, they couldn't wait, man, to grab that power and exercise that power, that authority. But it was for the wrong motive, the wrong reason. And so they're going to have to spend some time with Jesus and learn some things and observe some things, man, and listen to some things he's teaching them for the work that they were going to do, which was the same work he was doing. That ain't the work right now. As you can see, they're raw. They're, you know, they're, they're unlearned, but they're about to go to college, man, on, 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 on how to be like him. When the scripture says in the book of 1 John chapter 4 verse 17, the King James Bible it says, as he is, so are we. And they ain't like him right there. Mm. You know, they got the wrong word. And there's a lot of people out there who don't want to become like Jesus first, but they want to go out there and try to do what Jesus did in greater works than he did. And a lot of times, man, they let the God of this world get in the way. Money. They become a hireling when they're supposed to be a servant you know, want people, demanding people to serve them and do things for them, you know, you know, open their car doors, get, you know, tote their bags, you know, get them water, all this stuff, man, certain type of oranges, all this, you know, doing all this stuff, man, for people to serve them, 19 armor bears and stuff like that. We, we've seen this, but that's, that's, that's not my, my, my focus this morning, but I just want to make a, make a comparative analysis of how people sometimes, man, think they're serving God when they're really not. They're serving their own selfish ambitions, their own self, you know, beliefs, leaning to their own understanding as Proverbs teaches us, not acknowledging God in all their ways. Mm. Now, they're actually right there physically with Jesus, seeing these works, seeing what he's doing, hearing what he's teaching. And it had not yet renewed their minds. But nevertheless, this this is the weak coalition that John was talking about to include himself. But they're learning now. They're learning some things about Jesus. Okay? You know, man, they ready to burn some folks up. This signifies to us right there now that they had some recollection of the prophetic history of the major prophets. Elias was one of them. So they they had learned something. They they weren't totally ignorant, you know. They might not have understood what they had learned, or what they knew about history. Remember, it's the same thing as the woman at the well in the book of John, the fourth chapter. She was talking about her history. So a lot of these people has, you know, they had some connection, some relation to their history. But they just really didn't understand, you know, that this presence of Jesus with them is actually one of Elias' prophecies that was fulfilled. That's right. You know, you can't pick and choose which one you want to believe and which one you don't, you know, because chapter 9 in the book of Isaiah said that, you know, verse 6, King James Bible said that, you know, a son was, a child was born, a son was given, you know, you know, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of his government, there will be no end, only increase. So they, so they, 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 they weren't totally understanding that this was the, the the Christ, this was the child, this was the son, this was the wonderful kind. They didn't see Jesus that way, so they just said whatever came to their mind, you know, and they wanted to do things that they had seen the prophets do. But this is a different era right here that Jesus is dealing with them now, you know, and he's saying, "I didn't come, you know. Now if I hadn't have came, maybe you could do, you could walk in that. I don't know." He said, "But since I came, I came to be the savior of the world." I didn't come to condemn it. I came to save it. All that was lost. You included. That's why I called you. To follow me. I'm come to save you. And if you follow me, believe me, and follow me, you shall be saved too. And you're going to do the works I did and greater works than, than I do you're going to do. Why? Because I'm going to leave my spirit with you to help you. And so we see there, man, he's he's clarifying some things to them, you know. Uh, they want to do things to impress. There's a lot of people out there, man, want to do things to impress how anointed, impress people with how anointed they say they are and you know, and I used to tell people, man, you know, uh, that, hey, uh, uh, all that zeal. A lot of people say it sometimes. It's just the zeal of the Lord on me. You don't even know what the zeal means. God has anointed me. You don't even know what the anointing is it for. It's to destroy yokes. You know, and if the zeal of the Lord have really consumed you, you know, we would, we would not be doing some of the things that we're doing in the name of Jesus. If you've really been consumed, that means that everything that's of you has burned up, mm-hmm. you know. And in references in the Bible, those people talked about the zeal of the Lord. That's what they were talking about. They knew it was not no longer them, but it was more of Him. That zeal showed on them that it, they had been with the Lord. That's right. You know, it was a different type of zeal than what we say these days. The zeal of the Lord, like the, you know, sign is so deep and so religious. But if you really consume, you know, which is what Jesus was trying to tell them, you know, they want to be, sit with him. You, ain't been, you, you haven't been consumed yet. You still got some of your own ways and some of your own understanding. You're part of the weak coalition of the first disciples, but you're not yet really disciples all the way spiritually. You are physically because you're following me, but you haven't been transformed and renewed in your mind yet spiritually. But just stick with me. Keep following me. You're going to get there. You're going to mature. You're going to be built up. You're going to be perfected. You're going to be regenerated. You're going to be renewed in your mind. Your whole life is going to change. You, and you're going to witness some things you never thought possible. Because I'm going to open your eyes to some realities, to some truth, and those truths are going to make you free. And then you're going to be able to stand fast in the liberty where Christ made you free and never be entangled with the yoke of bondage again. Spiritual ignorance is a bondage. And so let's look in the book of John, chapter 13, verse 23, of the King James Bible. And it says this, Now there was leaning on jesus's bosom one of his disciples whom jesus loved and so we know who he's talking about he's talking about zebedee's son john who wrote this who saw this Mm -hmm. and and he was the beloved of the father you know he said jesus loved him so so his revelation of jesus christ was a little bit more intimate a little bit more personal than the rest of them but but they were going to get there but he just went ahead on and gave it up, and, and just he just went there. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 his eyes came open. I believe the first time he saw some of the things Jesus was doing, he was convinced. But even though the you know to try to save face with his brother and with the rest of the disciples, sometimes we get caught up in that in that in that 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 decision. That's right. You know, when I'm with Jesus, I'm gonna lean on Jesus. But when I'm with my friends, I'm gonna lean on them. I'm gonna hang with them. You know. You know, and and the Bible says, you know, you know, a house divided against itself, a family divided against itself, a nation divided against itself. It's going to fall. Great going to be the fall of it. You know, and and everybody that's that's with it and falling at that time going to fall in the ditch with it. And that's going to be a great fall. But see, John is making some decisions here. You know, he's making some decisions here that right in front of his brother, his family members, his other disciples and people that are looking on. John is making some decisions here and he displays how he felt about the Lord by laying on his bosom. Mm-hmm. I believe he felt the love of God more than the rest of them at the time. Mm-hmm. There are times in our lives where sometimes we feel like we're loved more than some people out there. And sometimes we, 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 we resist the temptation to say, God, why do I feel this way? And they don't feel that way. You have to let God, but look, but the Lord say, look, when you lift up my name, I draw people when I'm ready. I say when I'm ready, who I'm ready, when I'm ready. You, you don't tell me who to save. You don't tell me who, who not to say. That's me. I, I know what I'm doing. Believe me. And so a lot of times the way we look at things, you know, it's not through the same uh, perspective that he looks at things. All we, ha- all we can do is plant what he gave us to plant, water what he gave us to water, and trust him for the increase. Yeah. We don't tell God. I hear people sometimes, I told God he needed to do it. I told God, who God don't work for you. He offers us the opportunity to co-labor with him. But he don't work for us, you know, in the sense that a lot of us relate to him. he's he's fighting battles for us. He's doing things for. But that's because of his choice, because he knows what's best for us. That's because his will is already written for our learning, that we may know when God does something why He's doing it. I I can tell you the primary reason. A lot of times, He's trying to save somebody. He's trying to draw somebody to come and follow Him, and He does things sometimes, uh, you know, where His thoughts just so far away from our thoughts. It'll take us a eon years to figure out what God is doing. This is why we just have to come to Him in faith and believe that He is who He say he is, and he's gonna do what He said He's gonna do. I won't know what He's doing if I don't go check out the Word that was written. That's right. John wrote it because John witnessed it. Yes. yes. For our learning. So when He moved in our family, when He saved the drug addict that, that I've been praying for, when He saved the alcoholic, or the homemaker, whoever He saved, the murder, when He saved them, I'm, I'm believing Him to save Mr. Putin. Mm-hmm. I'm believing him to save Donald Trump. I'm believing him to save you know, the president of China, of North Korea. I'm believing God to save all them tyrants. Because I know that only God can, and I know if God don't save them, they'll never be saved. Come on, bro. So I got I to pray for those persecutors. You know? I got I to pray for those dictators. I got I to pray for those authoritarian leaders out there. Why? Jesus died for them too, because all souls belong to him. He want them to repent, come into the knowledge of the truth, and be saved just like he did us. Sometimes they have their hearts have to be hardened even the more. And I'm telling you right now, just like Pharaoh, because of these people's will to resist and not cave in, as expected, when this war first, uh, I believe they spent many, many conferences and in, in, in closed sessions, which Putin did, with his war generals, saying that in 48 hours they're going to cave in because I'm going to put my whole... Eight hundred thousand troop force out there with all our weapons. Now you don't nuclear weapons on alert and all that, trying to break the will of those people. But see, you can't. When 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 God is 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 the the center of those people's focus, and they're employing those weapons that they know work, they're praying. They're having they're they're having church service, as they're out there fighting a guerrilla warfare. They got people in the church praying. Mm-hmm. And they're playing that music so the people that have come back to fight with the president mm-hmm. is hearing that music. They're hearing that prayers, and they're being motivated. They're being, and I believe that as, that's what's happening is this, is that the enemy is being defeated by weapons he don't understand. That's right. Now you think about this. When David went out led the armies out against massive armies in number that was bigger than them, stronger than them, mm-hmm. he positioned the people, man, where he had praisers in the front, you know, worshipers in the back, and people back in the temple praying. And by the time they got to the battlefield, the enemy had already been defeated. You know why? Because the Bible says that the sound of their praise and their worship, the sound of the music, it was a different kind of sound. It went up over the mulberry bushes. And as it did, it was high enough that God could receive it and hear it, the praises of the Lord. Right away, spiritual ambushment was set. And by the time they got to the battlefield, Pastor Sharon, there was no enemy standing you know, they had been defeated. And so these people are really implementing some things that are, that, that are historically powerful against the enemy. They're worshiping God. They're, they're, they're using the church for what it's supposed to be for, to praise God, to honor God, especially in the midst of chaos. That's the time, man, the church ought to experience her greatest hour. And when they showed that, and I heard that uh, this morning about 3 o'clock, it brought tears to my eyes, but they were tears of joy. I said, these people them tapped into something, man. They they don't probably don't even. Then they might know exactly what they're doing. But I know God was pleased. I felt that release of peace in my spirit that God was pleased. Yes, yes. And they're they're out there with weapons too, willing to fight the physical fight too. But they're fighting from the position of victory because they're praying first. You know, they're they're, they're fighting from that position because they've activated that weapon in the church, that weapon of prayer, corporate prayer. And it, and it was effectual from, from, from what I was hearing. Some of, the, some of the journalists said that it brought tears to their eyes and they're in another country. Mm-hmm. To see that in the midst of what's going on, surrounded by tanks and weapons and threat of, of, of a nuclear attack. But see, when the enemy comes, you know, comes against you, you know, like that, God will raise up a stand against him. Yes. Even when they try to come in and flood you, God, raise, God has a flood that's, that's more powerful than any flood. And nothing, nothing can go any further than God allow it anyway. Yeah, there have been some death. There have been some, some, some rounds that hit some buildings mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, you know, and, and the thing you have to remember about that is this. A lot of those people had an opportunity to leave, and they chose not to. Mm-hmm. So they have a will, too. They, 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 they chose to stay in them buildings because they chose to believe that it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that's they self, self-inflicted because they had a chance to leave, and they didn't. And that's what's sad. That's what's sad. And, and I'm not gonna say they died and went to hell. That ain't, that ain't me because they b- refused to leave. I'm just believing that, hey, they, they knew God. And it was okay if they died in Christ. Anybody who who you know who died in Christ, though they be dead, they're gonna live. I mean, these people are making some bold, you know, some bold decisions. But to God be the glory. So let's go a little further here, man. Uh in the book of John, chapter 19, verse 26, the King James Bible says and when, Je- when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by who he loved, so that obviously tells you right there that John was in that group. James was in that group. Other disciples was in that group. That we group was right there at the cross too. Whom he loved, he said unto his mother, woman, behold thy son. Okay, he's telling her, behold thy son. Look, Take a look at me. Isn't this what I told you was going to happen? Isn't this what the angel told you? Isn't, isn't this what you all known all along? Mm-hmm. So don't, don't be, don't be taken don't marvel about it. Don't be surprised by it. This is how it was, it was prophesied it was going to happen. This is what I came to do, you know. And as he's talking to her, <clears throat> it's confirming what she had been holding in her heart. It's amazing when you hold something in your heart. This is why the Lord to hide the word in your heart that you don't sin. Why? Because there's going to come a time when what's in your heart is going to be revealed. It's going to come forth. If it's in your heart, you will eventually see it manifest. But if it's not there, then, then it, it manifests. You might miss it. People say, I miss God. Well, if you'd have had it in your heart, what he said he's going to do through the prophets of old. Angel, angel had spoke to her, had appeared to her. Well before, over in the book of Luke, chapter one, verse seventy-two, I think it is King James Bible. And she had contained all this in her heart all this time. Now she's standing there, man, to see her son on the cross, man, fulfilling what he came to fulfill. This was part of it. Yeah, he went about healing people, teaching people, touched by their infirmities, did all those wonderful works. That wasn't enough to get nobody <coughs> to get everybody to believe. Some people did, follow him. But some still resisted him. But some at that moment looked up and said, truly, this is the son of God. Because there was thundering that was taking place. The cloud got dark in the middle of the day by three o'clock. I mean, there was a lot of things that was happening, signs and wonders taking place because, you know, the Jews needed that to believe. And he gave them signs, even in death, even in death, even on the cross, there's a thief man that's entering into paradise because he decided to ask God to remember him when he come into his kingdom. So there's a lot of things that are taking place here. And he invites his mother to take a look at him as her son. This, this is what I came to do. And I believe she heard him, Pastor Evan, he said, Father, you know, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I believe his mother heard her son saying that. Mm-hmm. I believe if, you know, mothers day, man, if there's somebody doing that to their son, man, they're ready to take them out. Yeah. But see, she had something in her heart, man, that was being manifested right before her eyes. And I don't believe nobody else around her understood but her son Jesus on the cross as he's giving up the ghost. Mm. I believe that that reference man spoke to her from within as he's speaking to her from without. I I believe it made a connection to what she already had in her heart. That it's okay. I'm okay. I'm good. Mm. They're not taking my life. I'm laying laying it down. For all these that are out here with you, mother. All these around you, mother. God's getting ready to demonstrate and show people something they've never seen before. I believe that's what's taking place right now. Isn't he the same God yesterday, today, and forever? That's what I'm praying. That as his truth marched on, his glory is going to show up and reveal some things. Mm-hmm. I believe the hand of God is going to show up. That right hand of power and authority, as we're declaring it and speaking it from the position of victory, I believe there's going to be a victory. And so he's telling her, man, but woman, behold, thy son, I'm, I'm the son of God. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, I'm your son, but I'm the son of God. He's my father. Now notice now, there was, Joseph wasn't, you didn't hear nothing mentioned about Joseph. <laughs> Mary knew <laughs> that it wasn't Joseph's seed. <laughs> it was her seed, his seed, you know, God's Holy Ghost, conceded the Holy Ghost. She knew. She knew, she knew, she knew. Some things were being manifested and revealed to her. And all these disciples that were there, even John, you know, Nicodemus, you know, a lot more people have followed Jesus as a result of him being crucified, what they had witnessed and seen. Mm. And I believe that crowd was quite extensive now at death. But it was dying for them. And I believe the revelation was being revealed. So let's go a little further here. He says in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 1, verse 13 the King James Bible, and when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James, there it is, one of the sons of, of Zebedee, and John, the other son, and Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of uh, 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 Alphaeus, another James, and Simon, Zelotes, Lotus, and Judas, the brother of James. Now you see that, that's, that's those original apostles, but that's not all of them. When you go back and read more in the book of Acts, uh, you know, as the angel was 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 uh, speaking to them, as they saw Jesus going up, they said there was 120 of them went up in that room. Mm. So that number grew, e- even as Jesus is 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 being glorified. Followers are being added, and when they heard him tell them to go back into into the into the city and go up into the upper chamber and pray and tarry there until they being do with power, the scripture tells us it's 120 people that was to include women too I believe some of the same women that was with with his mother around that cross went up in that room too you know I I believe that there was others who had been added based on their witness to the group just like Jesus had prayed over in the book of John chapter 17 through their witness Father I pray for those that you're going to add to it through their witness I believe they had done a good job following him up until this point that it caused others, maybe other family members. Other, they said there was 120 of them who went up in that room and prayed until they, and the instruction was until you being do with power from on high. Mm. So you can be a witness, a more effective witness, you know. And so you see that we group expanding now. You see that increase now. Even in death, there's increase. Even in their witness and how they, you know, chose to follow him now bought increase. You know, start out with just John and James, sons of Zebedee, sons of thunder. Now, boom, it has grown. And this is what John is referencing. He's seen the power of God to give increase. He's seen it. He experienced it. He couldn't doubt it. He looked around and said, man, it's 120 these jokers here, man. This, this, this uh-huh. thing done grew. It's amazing when you plant what you told to plant or sow what you told to sow, water what you're told to water, not try to figure out which one I'm doing. Just stay within the in, in what God called you to do. He'll give increase. God will do what he said he's gonna do. Even in death. We see it. And so, you know, Paul, Paul is, is referencing it right there. Let's go a little further here in the book of Galatians, uh, as we move to close, uh, chapter two, verse nine of the King James Bible says, and when James, there yeah, James will go again, Cephas and John, there yeah, John will go again. Just seem like we can't get rid of these guys, man. They're just just a part of everything the Lord is doing. Who seem to be pillars, ah, plurality of pillars in in, in the church, in the work, in the ministry. Perceive the grace that was given unto me. They gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship that we should go unto the heathens mm, 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 and they unto the circumcision. And so you see the distinction here because you got Jews, okay, who believed in circumcision. You got heathen Gentiles here. They believed in all of the law. You know, some of the Jews did too. You know, remember they made a reference to Elias. So they kind of believed in the prophets, even though they didn't do what they told them to do when they warned them. Mm -hmm. So you see right here now, God is concerned about sending the right people to the right people. Okay, and so he knew that some of these converts would probably have a greater impact on other Gentiles. Mm-hmm. He knew that if I can give signs and wonders to the Jews, they would probably have a greater impact going to the Jews. Mm-hmm. Why? Wow, they're of like spirit. Yes. See, isn't that, isn't that how the Lord do things? You know. You know, Paul said, "I became like they were that I might win some." You know, because that was Paul's upbringing. That was Paul's root. Well, regardless of what he was doing now on the behalf of Caesar, persecuting saints, Paul had been converted now. So he's going to go back to the same crowd of people that he that he he been, you know, he been out there, man, condemning yeah. Yeah. and carry the witness to him. Why? He's a new creature now. He's a new creature. After that, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. You shall be a witness first to Jesus. In other words, you don't tell Jesus, I don't want to go talk to them. Let me go talk to them. It'll be easier. No, when Jesus came, man, and he, remember what he told them, he said, hey, look at here. Are you sure you want to drink this cup that I'm going to drink? It sounds easy, don't it? Well, okay, I'm going to send you back to your very own people now that I've changed you and see how effective you're going to be. You'll be effective if you know that it's me and not you. Mm-hmm. Paul said, I'm, it's not I, it's the Christ in me. Mm-hmm. Okay? It, 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 was, it was difficult for this ambassador of Christ to convince these people they had persecuted that that there was a Christ in him. They probably still thinking. You sure it wasn't? It ain't Caesar, <laughs> you know. But Paul took that chance, and all they wanted to kill Paul for that. Mm-hmm. What you done did to my ancestors? What you done did to my folks? And now you come and telling us about Jesus saved you on the road to Damascus. You can't deny the power of God, you know. You cannot deny the power of God. Paul couldn't deny the power of God, and he was trying to convince them that they shouldn't deny the power of God because he said the gospel is the power of God in salvation. What I'm telling you, what I witnessed. And what I was taught, and what I heard now about him through these apostles here, who were right there firsthand of encounter, apostles, I can't deny that that is the power of God in the salvation. It's not me; anymore. It's, it's it's the gospel, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the power of God in the salvation for who shall believe it. But how can you believe it except you hear it? I can't tell you anymore about what Jesus said. I got to tell you now what what I what what saved me. What I heard, I heard the voice of God. I saw what He was able yes, to do. Yes, yes. And that's what saved me. I heard the voice. That's what's gonna save you. Yeah. It was a convincing case that Paul had to make. And then others went to the heathens, the Gentiles, and preached to them. And they got saved. They got converted. Proof is good news in his whole household were the first one. The other proof is the jailer who had them in bonds. Bound. And he realized that God, the power of God opened that thing up and they was in there praying, man, over in the night in that dungeon. He rushed in, man. He said, hey, 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 hey. Don't, don't, be careful. We, we, we still here. We ain't going nowhere. Took him to his house, man, and fed them jokers, man. And guess what? Him and his house got saved. See, you can't deny the power of God if it's really the power of God. God will show up in a dungeon in a prison and free somebody just to use them to save a household. That's what God will do. And so we're going to give you one more script, and then we're going to end right here. And that's in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 11. The King James Bible. And this is our last scripture for the day. And it says, Beloved. Let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love, and in this was manifested, there it is, the love of God toward us. Now you got to understand John, what John is talking about here. Remember the we? Now he's calling this us because he's including himself and others that have come in to to the fold. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he first loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we, there it is again, ought to also love one another amen and so we're going to end right there man I, I like how he address, addresses the we and the us yes. you know and that's how we have to see ourselves that we're part of the greater coalition of, of ambassadors believers and we represent Christ and we can't do it without love we can't do it without his love and the Bible says in the book of Romans we know the scripture chapter 5 verse 5 the King James Bible He shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost you know and so we we, 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 we have to all right. Father, we thank you. We praise you this morning for your word, Lord God. We thank and praise you this morning, Lord God, as these revelations can keep, continue to be revealed and speak to us, Lord God, that we thank you that we can say, God, we now. We can say us now, God. And hallelujah, and we can, we, can, we can believe for them and they, Lord God, that are yet to come as you send out different ones to go to different groups of people. God, we're praying for those who cross our path that we will be able, Lord God, to be an effective witness to them by letting our light so shine, not to condemn them, but Lord God, to let our light so shine that many women will see our good works. If nothing else, they'll see the love of Christ in us shining through us, Lord yeah. God, because we look beyond people's fault because that's what love does for us, Lord God. And so we thank you praise you right now. Let the love of God work through us, Lord God, to be able to bring love to the unloved, uh, the fathers, the homeless, the widows, God, that they may know that you love them. You died for them too, Lord God. And so, Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor, Lord God, as they went to the circumcised, they went to the heathens, God, and they shared the same universal message. They didn't change it just because it was a different group of people, Lord God. And so, Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor right now in Jesus' name. We're declaring today a day of victory, Lord God, in Ukraine and every other place where there's division right now, where there's hatred right now. We're praying that you replace it with love right now we give you all the praise the glory and the honor we pray that they keep singing in that church keep praising in that church god as they can release those spiritual weapons right now that are turning back the forces of darkness right now we declare victory in jesus name amen and amen praise the lord all right then we're gonna end right there this morning